Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. but We all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the Burner Less Lethal Pistol Launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. All right, news roundup and information overload hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Um, I'm going to play James Comey in a second because he had a lot to say as it relates to uh, sensitive, classified, top-secret information on on Hillary's email servers, plural. Uh, But it doesn't even include the 33,000 emails uh, that we know she deleted with bleach bit on the server. So we never got those, and he made these comments kind of, Ignoring that part, they did get 30,000 other emails. Um, And then I first want to remind you, after 9-11, we had what was called the 9-11 Commission. And remember Sandy Berger worked for then-President Clinton. And before he testified, before the 9-11 Commission, he felt a real compelling need to go into the National Archives. And while he was in there... He took sensitive, classified, top-secret documents and shoved them down his pants and in his socks and walked out with them. But, of course, if you're a Democrat, you didn't steal them. You, you were doing nothing nefarious. You were just being sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. Listen. Just think maybe this is a case of sloppiness. I'm sure it was a careless, sloppy moment. And he admits this, and he was sloppy about it. I'm sloppy, too, so I can appreciate this. Obviously, uh, the sloppiness was not something that uh, we're going to regret later. And it was a case of sloppiness. Sloppy, 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 sloppy. So you're sloppy when you literally take documents and shove them in your crotch. That's being sloppy. Then we have the James Comey infamous July 2016 I thought he was going to indict Hillary because he recognized she committed many crimes, but he outlines specifically all the top secret classified information, email chains that they had discovered, and then ends it with, but no prosecutor would ever prosecute. Listen. 110 emails in 52 email chains have been determined by the owning agency to contain classified information at the time they were sent or received. Eight of those chains contained information that was top secret. 
36 of those chains contained secret information at the time, and eight contained confidential information at the time. There is evidence that they were extremely careless in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information. Although there is evidence of potential violations of the statutes regarding the handling of classified information, our judgment is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. No reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. Anyway, joining us to go through all of this, especially with the latest breaking news and information we have, uh, John Solomon, he had a blockbuster news-breaking story this week. Editor-in-chief of JustTheNews.com, investigative reporter Greg Jarrett. He's been dead-on accurate from day one about this raid on Mar-a-Lago. Uh, welcome, both of you, to the program. Uh, John, let me start with you. Start with the news you broke this week and maybe analyze it through the prism of Sandy Berger and what Comey just said about Hillary Clinton. Yeah, it's funny. I was the reporter that broke the Sandy Berger story at the Associated Press back in 2003. Um, listen, there has been a double standard in the security community um, for cases like this. If they like the person, they give them a pass. If they don't like the person in the elite, elitist security community, they, they rough them up and they do things. And so Sandy Berger was never a popular guy uh, among the career people, and he got the uh, difficult treatment, and perhaps rightly so, because going into the archives and literally stealing, and it's theft, uh, intentionally going in there trying to remove something, uh, well, he got he got a prosecutive uh, uh, outcome. Hillary Clinton uh, didn't. In fact, she got treated with kid gloves from the moment this was discovered. I go back to the Sandy Berger got a program. slap on the wrist. He just, it was yeah. nothing. He yeah. paid a fine, lost his security... Yeah. Yeah, clearance for three yeah, years. And he big lost deal. His clearance, but it, it was a minor punishment. But uh, but you know Hillary Clinton didn't even get prosecution, and in her case, from the moment they discovered what she had done, she got kid glove treatment. In the August of 2015, exactly uh, seven years ago, I reported that the FBI actually allowed David Kendall, her lawyer, to keep the classified materials. They gave him a safe. Hillary Clinton got treated like uh, she deserved a parade on something that was unbelievably reckless. In careless, and now you see Donald Trump and how he's played now, and it's criminal, criminal, criminal from the moment it gets started, and that brings us to the story. Joe Biden and the Joe Biden White House was the instigation point for this criminal investigation. The man who defeated Trump in 2020 and likely expects to run against him in 2024 is the one who authorized sending evidence to the FBI to initiate the criminal investigation. He told the archives, send those documents to the FBI. And then a few days later, he took away President Trump's potential best um, defense by telling the National Archives they could waive the executive privilege that President Trump enjoyed over those documents. And I hope later in the show we'll talk about how Barack Obama made that all possible, because there's an interesting twist to that. But what a difference in treatment. And I don't think most Americans appreciate a current president using the powers of the FBI to go after his predecessor. There are two legal issues specifically I want to ask you about, Greg Jarrett. One is Secretary of State Clinton never had, as a Secretary of State, the authority to declassify. On the other hand, Donald Trump does. The second thing is, the, the night of that raid, you were on Hannity on TV on Fox, and you pointed out, and only yesterday the Wall Street Journal caught up to you, that the Federal Records Act gives authority to a former president to have custody and control over presidential papers. And, and in other words... Finally, this would if what you're saying is correct and what the Wall Street Journal wrote up yesterday is correct, wouldn't that vindicate uh, everything that we've been saying from day one and also that this is 
this was a fishing expedition from day one? Oh, absolutely. It's outrageous. Not only did Merrick Garland, the attorney general, egregiously violate uh, Trump's Fourth Amendment rights with an unreasonable uh, search and seizure, but he also ignored the prevailing law. Garland cites in his warrant three criminal codes as the basis for the warrant. But those statutes, Sean, have no application because the controlling law on presidential papers is dictated exclusively by the Presidential Records Act of 1978. Under that very specific law, which nullifies general statutes, Trump had the right to have custody uh, of the documents in dispute. And you, you and I talked about it literally hours after the story broke the day of the raid. And it was the first thing out of my mouth. And you set it up because you said, wait a minute, doesn't the Presidential Records Act control here? And I said, absolutely does. And then we went through it and I explained it. And I was happy to see, you know, two respected constitutional law experts, formerly of the Department of Justice, reiterated in their op-ed in, in the Wall Street Journal. And they wrote, the FBI had no legally valid cause for the raid because federal law gives Mr. Trump a right to access and possess these presidential papers. They're 100% correct. Speaking of the Wall Street Journal, they commended and cited uh, my friend, our friend John Solomon, and his great reporting in the lead op-ed today in the Wall Street Journal. It's outrageous that Joe Biden has been claiming, oh, gee, I knew nothing about this, when in fact, as John pointed out, he instigated it, he authorized it, he waived an executive privilege uh, of Donald Trump that doesn't belong to him, Joe Biden. That is deeply disturbing. It's beyond disturbing. John, let's look at the timeline here. In February, the National Archives and Records Administration uh, sent a letter to President Trump's team at Mar-a-Lago thanking them for all of their help and cooperation regarding archives and records and handing over what, what they were asking for. Uh, in June of this year, the DOJ and the FBI went to Mar-a-Lago they wanted to see what other documents might have been that might have remained there. They were escorted to the area where they were. Uh, they only asked that a padlock be put on the door. The, the Trump people complied. They could have taken any document they wanted that day. They chose not to. But clearly there was cooperation going on all across the board. And then that raises the question, why the raid? Yeah, listen, it does. And, and uh, one of the steps that most prosecutors and even uh, former FBI senior executives, people like Kevin Baca said, is they went a grand jury route in May. They issued a grand jury subpoena. The president complied with it and even invited him down and gave him a voluntary tour of the of the storage locker, which, by the way, wasn't required by the grand jury subpoena. Why didn't they take the normal step? And normal steps, and Greg can correct me if I'm wrong on this, uh, normally you go through an enforcement procedure. If you don't think you got everything in the grand jury before you raid a home, normally the thing is go to a court, do a show cause, and say we would like to order the enforcement subpoena because we think there are still more materials. They didn't even give the president that benefit of that normal step in the process. Greg, wouldn't that be a normal thing for a prosecutor to do before ramping up a search warrant? Oh, it absolutely would. And a regular federal court judge would have said, do that first before you even present to me a criminal warrant. But Great that point. wasn't done. 
Yeah, great point. All right, quick break. More with John Solomon and Greg Jarrett on the other side. And then your call's coming up, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. You know I love Henry repeating arms. They've got a broad range of firearms, rim fire, center fire calibers, over 200 models to choose from. And I love the variety of finishes and configurations. They've got something for everyone. If you're a hunter, if you're an outdoorsman, a farmer, for home defense, whatever, you're going to love Henry. They're all made in America or not made at all every product comes with a lifetime guarantee and the owner anthony's personal guarantee he says quote henry owners have my personal guarantee to make certain that they're 100 percent satisfied with their purchase of our rifles and shotguns and if you spend your hard-earned money on a henry i assure you we will do whatever it takes to make sure you're happy with your henry and by the way it's their 25th anniversary they're giving away one million dollars to incredible charities with their guns for great causes charitable arm all you have to do is go to their website it's henryusa.com henryusa one word.com You'll get a free catalog. They'll send free decals and a list of dealers where you live. All right, henryusa.com. Get your free catalog, free decals, and a list of dealers. And when you get your Henry, you will love it as much as I love mine. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough. 
that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, and this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, and this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we continue our analysis. More legal issues regarding the raid at Mar-a-Lago with John Solomon, investigative reporter, editor-in-chief of JustTheNews.com, and, of course, Greg Jarrett, Fox News legal analyst, best-selling author. Let me ask you both, where, where are we headed with this? Does, does Merrick Garland, will Merrick Garland, go as far as to indict a former president, knowing what we know about Hillary, knowing what we know about Sandy Berger, knowing what we know about other past presidents. Are they well, going to arrest him? You'd have to be an idiot. 
to indict uh, Trump under these circumstances. But then having sat through the confirmation hearing of Merrick Garland to be attorney general, um, it, it strikes me that he is capable of doing that sort of thing. He is obviously... Uh, politicized and weaponized the Department of Justice to protect partisan allies and to punish political adversaries. And w- would he go this far? Sure he would. And he's he's probably uh, thinking, well, I, you know, I would file it in Washington, D.C. They hate Trump. You know, they, they'd convict Trump of, uh, you know, a capital offense for spitting on the sidewalk. Well, well wait a uh, minute. Is that why they didn't use the Miami field office for this raid? Is that why they used the same exact office of Peter Strzok and company, the same people involved in the Russia collusion hoax and the Mueller issues? Yeah, it probably is. And they would say these are presidential papers that were in the White House they belong to the National Archives in Washington. Uh, both are, are in the nation's capital. We'll file it in the nation's capital. Now, you know, look, any conviction in D.C. wouldn't stand up uh, on appeal. But, you know, Merrick Garland didn't care about that. He just cares about using this as a political cudgel to bludgeon Trump and help his boss, Joe Biden. Now, how does that make political sense, John Solomon? Because Democrats, if you listen to them, they keep saying, oh, Donald Trump would be the the easiest candidate to beat. If they believe that, (laughs) why wouldn't they leave him alone? Yeah, listen, they don't believe that because uh, some of the great Democratic lawyers are talking about using this strategy, using this investigation as a nullification strategy to uh, keep Donald Trump off the ballot. You don't keep a guy off the ballot if you think he's the easy one to win or to beat. And so uh, you know, the very statements of the Democratic elites, uh, are more like Mark Elias, are we have to nullify this. They're worried about Donald Trump. They've always been worried about Donald Trump because he brought an entire new voter into the Republican Party that used to vote Democrat. And they know that that hovers over the 2022 and 2024 elections. I think Greg's analysis of the law is so important. Even if they try to do an indictment, there are multiple legal hurdles now that this Justice Department's going to face, starting off with the breadth of the search warrant. That search warrant is so vastly broad that it violates the FBI's manual for uh, FBI agents. Uh, Kevin Brock said that the other day, the former intelligence chief for the FBI doesn't meet the standard. The search warrant uh, is going to be challenged. The question of whether the president declassified these documents, and that's why they were there, which the president has now put on the record saying he did. There are about seven major legal issues that have to be resolved before an indictment could ever proceed. I think this probably gets dragged out in the courts. Uh, and I think Greg's analysis over the last week, he's had all of these things ahead of everyone else. It, it's clear that there are a lot of legal missteps that the, this Justice Department has already committed oh. early in this case. But there's also the declassification issue, Greg. Look, uh, unlike Hillary Clinton, who had no declassification authority and acted in violation of the law intentionally and willfully, this president has declassification authority. And uh, the documents now show that he didn't pack up his papers. It was done by the uh, General Services Administration by law. They're required to do that. So then they're shipped down there. Do you think Donald Trump is sitting for hours and days and weeks going through uh, boxes? No, he's not. And he's now playing golf every day and endorsing people yeah. and meeting people. 
And I just know Donald Trump. He's not that type of executive. He's not and reading he papers all day. He cannot be held vicariously culpable uh, for the acts of others like the GSA or even your own staffers who are going through boxes. And I want to thank you both. You both have been phenomenal on this issue and way ahead of the curve. It feels like uh, deja vu all over again with the Russia collusion <laughs> hoax. And our great ensemble cast back on their A-game, John Solomon and Greg Jarrett. Thank you both for being with us. My pleasure. All right, when we come back, wide open phones, 800-941-SEAN. That's our number if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern. Set your DVR on the Fox News channel. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour. Linda's been mocking me all day because my, my godson is getting married this weekend, and I have to, I have to be a part of everything. The party, the rehearsal dinner, the wedding. <laughs> I'm know, very you know, surprised, the, you know, you know, honestly. By the, I by mean, the way, the, pro the problem is everything you've said since, since you I told you this is going to get back to them. And I, I'm I, oh, you're going to cause me a number of headaches. First of all, everybody knows from years of listening to this show, you are a man who hates to get dressed up. Hate you it. are a, you are a man who wears the blue jeans tuxedo with the suit on top and the jeans on the bottom, no matter where you are. Correct. And you are a man who, if you have to wear suit slacks, a tuxedo of any kind, you're going to lose your mind. I'm assuming you're not this weekend. I'm assuming. Uh, I, 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 uh, what does that mean? It means that, means that your sister's that, ready to strangle you. That's what that means. I got it. Okay. It, it means that I, how do I say it without saying, I don't want to go. I offer everybody money or my or an appearance. And in this case, they chose the appearance. That's true love. That's family love right there. That's blood. That's you know, blood love. is thicker than water, they say. Uh, and I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'll come back on a Monday and tell you it actually wasn't that bad. I had a good time. Um, but it's it's they're putting me in a position that I have to do a lot of the work here. Listen, and I know I'm your like, nephews for a very long time. You know, I have no kids. I have since they were young and I have no doubt that uh, they are fully aware of how excited you truly are to be there. My this family, weekend. my family, my children in particular are nervous because, Why? well, there are some liberals on the other side of their family. Oh, are you giving so a there's speech? A, there's a, yep. <laughs> Should you dedicate it to all the liberals in the room? <laughs> you know, That's actually kind of yep. funny. I That's do have a, really a couple. I, I I have lines written, but I don't know where the line is anymore. So I'm not sure how far I can take this thing. You're gonna have like but, your your uh, your elephant pocket square with RNC across it and like a maggot. No, but you, you and, know me. I'm gonna be obsessed with what's going on in the news. What's happening? Uh, do you need me to come in? And uh, I can't just walk away from the show like this, especially next week is Labor Day week and nobody works Labor Day week. So I, just, I mean, listen, not for nothing, you know, in the media and kind of like in all industry. And I was talking to Anthony about this the other day. It's just quiet. August is quiet. You know, whether you work in, you know, well, this uh, is the last bit of it. Then everyone gets back to their normal schedules yeah. after Labor Day. Then it's then it's really crazy again. But I, I mean, listen, I am excited. I, you know, I think that you should take pictures. You know, a, a full on a scale of one to ten. Mm -hmm. How far should I push the envelope in the speech? Oh, I would go to a twelve. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, listen, she's married you're, him. She can't get out now. My, she already paid for the venue. You're you're you're, you're playing to my worst instincts, and you know if, you are. 
Listen, you want the story on Monday. You want to hear if I turned it into a shift show. I want the exclusive on Monday. I want to know if you do all the things. I really need to know if you do the, the Bill Clinton impression, because that's always a lot of fun in a room full of liberals. I'll do that. Um, that's easy. That's hysterical. I want to say hi to all the hot chicks here. <laughs> way. Look really hot, especially you girls with the really short skirts. If you want, I'll give you a tour of the it's hotel pretty good. later. Although, I mean, you know my favorite impersonation that you do is the, the Godfather. That is my all-time favorite of yours. I know it hurts your throat, though, so I'm not I asking you to do it. To this crowd tonight, <laughs> that my nephew, uh, that my son Michael, should anything befall him, a bad accident, whatever, I will hold all of you in this room responsible. Classic. I love it. But I, I mean, think that's a, well, I think my Levin is the best one. Levin gets the best response when I do it before a crowd. No, I don't think so. I think I think the Hillary one it. gets the best response. I'll say it. Nobody else will say it. There, I said it. That <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, the Rush one is good. Honestly, all your impersonations are pretty good. Nothing else. Hannity would be nothing without me. Well, he was nothing for you know the day after you dropped his EIB mic. So for that part, yeah, that's no, actually true. By the way, don't we miss him? Of course. Every day we see his team, Mike Mamone. I talk to James Golden. I love James. Allie, I I mean, it's just as hard. They have such a good team. Yeah, they are. They're awesome, awesome people. But I, I tell you, on a happy note, I'm looking forward to Monday. I'm excited for your nephew to get married. I hope that they uh, have a long and happy marriage. You're excited about it. I am. I'm excited about it. It's it's going to put you in a very awkward position. You know the people. How many? How far should I push this thing on a scale of one to ten? What's your number? Five. He goes. He's going. He said, "Fuck." That's because he has to be there. He doesn't want to be, and he's married yeah, to your sister. Just, if it becomes an Adam Schiff show, he's going to clean up the Adam Schiff. That's the problem. He's like, no, he's not. He's going to run away. Clean it up. It's going to take a glass of scotch and hide in the corner, like all smart attendants will. They're having their their pit bull dog in the wedding. Can you believe that? Oh, that's kind of cute. What's he? Is he the ring bearer? <laughs> I, I kind of I like that. You know, I'm not got a soft oh, spot man. for the four legged. Look at that dog, and it looks like you know what was the name of that movie with Damien, the Omen. Remember? Yeah, <laughs> and I don't remember because I don't watch movies like that. Yeah. All right, let's get to our phones. All right, Steve in Tennessee. Steve, Steve, glad you called. What's on your mind today? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a pleasure to talk to you. I'm a farmer down in East Tennessee, and the show caught my ear yesterday about uh, how much. Things are going up for the farmers and, and raising cows and, and corn and everything's going through the roof. It's, uh, it's amazing, uh, to the point that we're actually, well, a lot of people call me cow daddy down here. And my wife was telling me yesterday, she said, do you know how much we pay for dog food? And I said, no, honey, I don't have a clue. And she said, two 22 bags of I won't say what it is, but uh, dog food, what we feed our German shepherds, because I train them too. She said, it's $138 and change. I said, you've got to be kidding me. I said, I raise Angus beef out here and feed families with it. And I said, I can feed our dogs out of our freezers cheaper than I can buy dog food. I said, no, this is crazy. It's just crazy. So it's... um, and corn's going through the roof. I just called this morning to get three tons of grain, and it's gone up $50 a ton. And it's just its crazy what it's costing to raise food. You sound more like a rancher. Are you a rancher or a rancher and a farmer? Rancher and a farmer. Okay, how many acres you got? 
Well, on the main farm, we've got 156. Okay, what do you plant? And then we, uh, well, actually, what we do is we raise beef, Angus beef, to put in people's okay. freezers so they'll have food to eat next year, and, and it won't cost them near as much as it costs, and we're not going to knock any place, but, you know, it. It's a lot. You know, I, I just recently got a, an extra freezer for that very reason. I mean, if, if I called you up, I could like order a whole cow and you carve it up and everything, and, and it's you turn it into steaks and ribs and everything in between. Everything in between, any way you want it. All right, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy one from you. Any way you want it. Well, well here's my well, listen, uh, cow daddy. I need you to. This is what the problem is. If you can't make money ranching and then there are there are now people in your position that are not making money and they're selling off their herds and they're getting out of the business now that's going to reduce exactly right. they're going to reduce the supply exactly right. and that's going to push costs even higher and nobody's going to be able to afford beef all i eat is meat i'm a paleo guy i eat mostly protein i don't need and, a whole lot of carbs my wife and I, when when the chinese virus broke out i drove my wife back and forth to a time where she's a hospitalist and uh, that's 869 miles from my driveway to her hotel in Ottawa, Iowa. And we talked about, uh, uh, because it's it's getting to the point, you can't get cows processed anymore. It's not just, it, that's part of the reason people are selling out, out their herds, both pigs and cows, or beef. And I said, we're just going to have to build us a processing plant. So that, we've got that started now. I've been working on this for a little over two years. And your cow might be the first one that goes through. It, it, Is that right? Through wow. the processing plan. Yes. We're working um, hard. Uh, yes, sir. Go ahead. Well, let me let me get your number and put you on hold. And and we'll talk sure. about what I'm looking for. Uh, and you pack it up, seal it, so I can just throw it in a freezer and it'll stay for a good year? Yes, sir. It'll be everything. I'm with these animals from the day they're born till the day they're vacuum sealed. Wow. Isn't that cool, Linda? You know, when I'm having a really, really Adam Schiffy kind of day, um, I, I wish I was out there hanging out with you, Cow Daddy. You sound like a good guy. Daddy, we'll take care of you. You don't have to be depressed. The world's a good place. It's just, there's just some parts that are... I think, I think we should make T-shirts, and they should, they should say, Dream Cow Like Daddy. Cow Daddy. Live, live long like and prosper. <laughs> Don't you know be sad. Do? I'll, I'll, let me ask you, are you ready to handle a load? Like, for example, if I put your web, do you have a website? Oh, you may not have one, do you? I do have a website. Yes, I do. All right. We've if we a, put it up on my cars. website and people want to do what I'm doing, which is I, I bought a freezer because I'm sick and tired of going to the store and not getting the meat that I want. And I basically well, like three meats. I million, like, you've got millions of business. Uh, uh, I'm getting tired. Millions of listeners, yes. Millions of people listening to you. Uh, I can't handle millions yet. My, my veterinarians told me once. They said, well, not everyone's going to want to buy a cow that's listening to the show, but I bet you there are people like me that are sick and tired of going to the store and I do my own shopping and I, I don't get the meat that I want. Now, I, I've got another guy that's a butcher friend of mine. And I'll call him and I'll say, can you please, when it comes in, you know, put this aside for me and I'll come get it when it's ready. And and he's an awesome guy. He's in my town, and he takes great care of me. Um, and he, he has premium meats, too. He's really high quality. But I only really like beef, chicken, and pork. That's it. Um, well, anyway, we're going to put you on hold. We Maybe we'll pork. put up a little. We'll we put up. The, we'll, 
We'll put your place up on the website. Linda, we can do that? Yeah, we can definitely do that. Cow Daddy, that's okay with you? That'll be fine. You can go. There's two sites, Cow Daddy TN, abbreviation for Tennessee, and then you can go to Ratcliffe Farms, and they'll tell you the story about the farms and how we've been in business since 1968 and what we do and the whole nine yards. You'll see the cows following me around in the field. And if you go to YouTube, A Day at Ratcliffe Farms, You'll see what I'm pretty much doing every day. Yes, sir. Well, thank you very much. We'll definitely put that up on handy.com. Yeah, pretty yeah, good. Thank you. Sean, is, I, I cannot believe I'm actually getting to speak to the great Sean Hannity. Uh, <laughs> listen, I can't believe I'm, I'm speaking to the great cow want. daddy. Well, you let me know what you want. If you want half a cow and it not cut, we'll get it to you. If you want and gonna, let your butcher cut it, we'll do whatever yeah, I'm gonna you, let you I'm going to let you cut it for me. I'll tell you exactly what I like. I can tell you off the top of my head. I love ribeye. That's my favorite cut. Um, uh, I know my friends often like filet mignon. I love beef ribs like No Tomorrow. Love them. Uh, those are my, my real favorites. Um, and, you know, I'll eat a sirloin or whatever else you got. And I love I love chopped meat. I eat a lot of chopped meat. Okay. Good enough. We'll, we'll get you hooked up. All right, my friend. Thank you, cow daddy. Appreciate it, man. 800-941. You see, these are the people that make America great. These are the people that get up every day and they feed America and they don't get, when do they ever get praise? When do they ever get thanked for what they do? And you know what else they, they just, are? They're informed because they're the ones that are out there actually buying all of the supplies. They're dealing with all of the infrastructure issues, all the supply chain yeah, issues. They're, they're, they're seeing what's happening. Absolutely. And they're the listening. They're paying attention to the news. They know what's happening with you know fertilizer and potash and Belarus and Ukraine and everything else. We've had all these farmers and all these ranchers calling the show, telling us what's happening on the ground and warning America. And now we're beginning to see what's happening, especially those that story from earlier the week that we covered about corn. Uh, the corn yield this year is going to be extremely low. And the same with soybeans. That's going to be extremely low. And every farmer that's calling is telling us, warning us that there's going to be a shortage of food coming and that prices are going to skyrocket. Ranchers are, we read stories about it almost every day. These poor guys are selling off their entire herd and they're getting out of the business because they're losing money and they can't make money anymore because everything's so expensive. And farmers are saying the same thing. The you know, price of fertilizer is up 400%. The price of seed is double from last year. Uh, we're all going to be impacted by this, and it, it, we'll have an appreciation for farmers and ranchers like we've never had before, just like we do for truckers now. They never got the respect they deserve also. Anyway, look, with each mortgage-free home, our friends at the Tunnel to Tower Foundations, they deliver on their promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's heroes have made for us. These are the people that risk their lives for our country, our communities. They need our help. And we're talking about Gold Star and Fallen First Responder families with young kids, our nation's most catastrophically injured first responders and veterans, even our homeless service uh, members. Uh, look at U.S. Marine Corporal Christopher Greer, firefighter, EMT, Ashland City, Tennessee. He deployed to Afghanistan. He was 25, and he gave his life for his country. Now, he was survived by his wife, Stacy, and their children, and the Tunnel to Towers Foundation paid off the entire Greer family mortgage. Now, for some families, the foundation brings the comfort of knowing they can stay in the home where they made memories with their fallen loved ones. And for others, the foundation enables new memories to be cherished forever. 
all of this is only possible because of your generosity. They're asking everyone listening to this program, go to their website. I'm part of this as well. Donate 11 bucks a month. That's two Starbucks coffees a month that you give up. The letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. The letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Peter Ducey on the student loan forgiveness nonsense. We'll have the latest on the lega- lack of legality as it relates to the Mar-a-Lago raid uh, with Devin Nunes and Alina Haba. Larry Kudlow on the cost of this student loan forgiveness thing. Uh, Rand Paul will join us tonight. You're going to meet parents whose child, young kid, uh, was allowed in school to alter their pronoun and try to commit suicide twice, and they were never told, and they're upset about it, which I can understand. Anyway, that's 9 Eastern tonight. Set your DVR, Hannity, Fox News. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.